Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. An Erio's original. Hey, Maria. Yeah, Amanda? Let's go on a vacation. Uh, I'm still a little nervous about traveling. But what if I told you that we could take our dream vacation without ever leaving the house? Like... A playcation? Exactly. We're gonna take a playcation. We won't even have to spend a dime. It's in our imagination. And we're gonna have such a good time. Playcation! Welcome to Playcation. I'm Amanda. And I'm Maria. Each week we plan fantasy vacations to the same location. And you vote on whose trip you'd rather take. It's so sad. It just might be fun. Now, if you're curious about who won the Berlin Playcation episode, check out last week's Unpacking where we announced the results and also go over a lot of listener feedback. And there was a lot. And of course, we want to hear from you. And if you haven't voted, follow us at The Big Ones Pod on Twitter to vote for this week's episode. So this week, we are going to Hokkaido, Japan. Maria, how was your planning? Well, the planning was, it was a lot. There's a there's a lot to do. This is a, <laughs> this is a, um, an adventure lover's paradise. That is what they say. And they're it's big. Oh, it's it's huge. Um, yes, it's a big. It's a it's big, but it was a it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed learning about about this region. I didn't really know anything about it, so yeah, it was, it was fun. How was yours uh, thing? Did you forget my name? How was yours thing, girl? <laughs> you know, you always call me girl. Do you like? What do you think my name is? Amy. That's what my neighbors call me. Which we have learned that that is maybe a short version of Amanda. I don't think so. They just think my name is Amy. Uh, I loved researching this trip. It took me, similarly to Berlin, it took me, you know, a couple of hours to like kind of sort out what my angle was on Hokkaido and like sort of how to hook in. But once I found it, I was like, oh, I got so into it. And now I got to say my Hokkaido trip is up there with my Berlin trip as far as like how much I'm dying to actually go there. Wow. Wow. It is wild because when you start, when you get into it, it is when you, when you look, okay, let me just put it this way. When you look at the map and you see a place, you go, oh, let me dig my nails into this. Mm -hmm. But once you really get your hands in there, it's really opening your eyes to a whole new world. It's like reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do say travel broadens the mind. And I think we're broadening our minds, even though we're just doing this from home. Internet travel is like, is like read is like listening to an audiobook. where real travel is like reading a real book. This is like reading an audiobook. Well, I would take that further and say real travel is like really living a life. And like, it, it's not like it's not like reading a book. And then internet travel is like reading a blog. <laughs> well, it is reading blogs. That's <laughs> almost all it is. So, uh, so should we get into it? Should we just get into it? Yeah. So just to recap, last week we spun the wheel of adventure. Maria is on a romantic getaway traveling luxury in fall with kids. And Amanda is eat, pray, loving in extreme comfort in the summer in a in a cruel twist of fate, she also is traveling with kids. Let's take off. Are you ready to go to Hokkaido? Let's go. Travel from Los Angeles to Hokkaido typically requires a layover in Tokyo, making total travel time somewhere around 14 hours. Hokkaido is a few degrees cooler than mainland Japan throughout the year, and each season offers its own special delight. 
world-class skiing and hot springs in winter, cherry blossoms in spring, a surprisingly non-humid summer season with jaw-dropping wildflowers in summer, and gorgeous fall foliage. Hokkaido is the second largest island of Japan. LonelyPlanet.com writes, Hokkaido is the Japan of wide open spaces, with 20% of the country's land area, but only 5% of its population. There are large swaths of wilderness here, with primeval forests, tropical blue caldera lakes, fields of alpine wildflowers, and bubbling in the rough hot springs. In summer, all this, plus the cooler, drier weather, draws hikers, cyclists, and strollers. In winter, cold fronts from Siberia bring huge dumps of light, powdery snow, which has earned Hokkaido a reputation as a paradise for skiers and snowboarders. Mmm, dumps of snow. (laughs) The island's stunning natural scenery and the promise of outdoor adventure tend to overshadow everything else Japan's northernmost island has to offer, which is a lot. There is excellent food, especially seafood, a vibrant capital, and a compelling history, starting with the legacy of Hokkaido's indigenous people, the Ainu. Travelandleisure.com states that Hokkaido is Japan's great wild frontier. The island has always been popular with Japanese honeymooners and winter sporters, but lately a whole lot of other folks are starting to take serious notice of this wonderland in the north. The largest city in Hokkaido is its capital, Sapporo. And now it's time to play Cation. Well, Amanda, okay, it's time for you to put on your travel boots and tell me what's going on in Amanda Land. Okay, so my Hokkaido trip. So I, as you know, I'm a Japan fanatic. One time I was there and I was there for an extended period of time in my early 20s. And then I went back another time with Matt uh, a couple of years ago. And both times we spent a bunch of time in Tokyo because that's what I'm most familiar with. But then Matt and I also traveled around and we went to like the Japanese Alps, but I've never been to Hokkaido and I didn't know much about it. And I, I really was surprised by what I found out in my research. Like it was a whole other ball game planning this trip. Yeah. And especially traveling in summer, because when I what I did know about Hokkaido was it's kind of skiing and um, onsens, which you know are maybe more of a winter thing. And so I was kind of like, wow, Hokkaido in summer, like what is this? And then I realized. So Hokkaido <laughs> no, kind what of- what did you and, realize? <laughs> God. I realized that Hokkaido in summer and winter has a real alpine vibe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like super alpine. There's flower fields, super agricultural, and they're known for their dairy. I believe you, me, I'm aware. Uh-oh. No, well, no, I didn't. I didn't. I saw it. I <laughs> okay. didn't grab it, but I saw it. I'll tell you, it floated okay. by and I was going to take a grab, but I didn't. Okay. Because I have a very dairy-centric trip. <laughs> oh, my God. So pack your lactate. But I, so I just want to say that after really looking into Hokkaido, I just became so obsessed with it because it has the wonderful things I love about where I have already been in Japan, like, you know, the little villages and just the wonderful restaurants and seafood. Um and my second favorite trip I've ever taken in real life is going to the Swiss Alps. Uh, when I think of you and Matt going on vacation, I think of Japan and Swiss Alps. And so this is... It's the perfect, like, yeah, confluence of those two trips. And I'm I'm now determined to go to Hokkaido wow. in the next five years, maybe seven or years. Or what? What can I hold you to? How much money? How, or else, what will you owe me? Um, or I'll pay you um, $5 million. Oh, okay, let's get you there. Let's get you there. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, no, I don't want to get you there. No, you're going to do everything <laughs> you can to sabotage me. Okay, so just as a reminder, I'm eat, pray, loving in summer with children, which was a real mind melder. <laughs> And I have an extreme comfort budget, which is between $250 to $600 a night. I will say, I don't really think you need that much money in Hokkaido, yeah. but no, not the way I want to do it. <laughs> now, Amanda on the Google Doc has a picture of just a woman looking at a laptop. Um, it's a stock footage. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> okay. Well, I Googled um, serious businesswoman. And so this woman is my character. Oh, my God. What is she holding in her hand? A fan? Well, she's she's holding an empty styrofoam coffee cup. 
<laughs> she looks insane. She looks, um, her hair is pulled back, but there's a part, there's a side part that's still showing. Oh, doesn't her hair also look like it's wet? Yeah, it looks wet. Her blazer is <laughs> ill-fitting. She's in a completely white room with just a laptop. And her and the laptop seems to be made out of cardboard. Yeah, this is a shocking image. And there it does seem to be some sort of plant behind her, but she's blocking it with her... Um, yeah, with her stature, with her very intense demeanor. Yeah, that's a that's some straight posture. <laughs> she looks okay. Fierce. So she looks scary, but okay. Well, that's me for this Hokkaido trip, and that's Diane. Oh my God. So Diane, uh, I am Diane. I am a very sort of serious and severe auditor. And I'm not really sure what an auditor is, but it, and sorry if anyone out there is a very friendly auditor, but to me, it sounds kind of mean. Okay. So I'm, I'm all work and no play. And frankly, I'm burned out. I think there's some, some sort of meltdown happened. I don't really know. I'm coming into work with my hair wet every day. <laughs> so my boss, uh, takes me aside and says, listen, Diane, you've got 10 years of vacation days. They're going to expire. You're going to snap. So, you better go have fun or you're fired. And that's an order. And a little backstory on Diane. I wasn't always so serious. In fact, when I was nine years oh, old, God. I had this what best. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> I had this best friend. She was an exchange student from Tokyo or not from Tokyo, from Japan, who lived with my family. Her name was Tomoko. And this is based off of a real woman I met when I was in elementary school named Tomoko who came to talk to my class about living in Japan and then we all became the whole class became pen pals with her and she would send us like really cool stuff back from Japan but not individually she wouldn't get a stack of letters and have to write people back like she was you know Selena Gomez or well she chose, <laughs> someone she, she chose. The, the mailman would come and hand her just a stack of letter like in a bag well, I will say that actually Tomoko chose like a few kids and I think those were the ones who actually wrote her letters and they got cool stuff from her and I never got any and I was always really jealous. Oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, so Tomoko was my best friend at nine years old. We spent like, you know, whatever. She lived with my family for a year and we were, had got into so much trouble together. We were so precocious. And then she would always talk to me about living in Hokkaido, Japan and how fun it was. And I was always like, well, that sounds amazing. I'm going to go someday. Well, we meant to stay in touch, but cut to years and years later, we've, you know, a few letters back and forth. And, and now it's been 20 years of nothing. Wow. Okay. Okay. So on a whim, I go, wow, Hokkaido, I've got to finally go. I'm booking this uh, solo trip to Hokkaido. And I just, I send a letter to the old address I have for Tomiko, just thinking that it'll never get to her, but whatever, at least I sent this letter. Right. I don't hear back. Anyway, off I go to Hokkaido. Okay. So I'm starting my trip in the Southwest area of Hokkaido. And this is called Noboribetsu. Ooh, okay. Ooh, this looks nice. Yes, and it's it's an area known for its onsens and hot springs, and there's lots of onsen resorts there, which for anyone who doesn't know, the hot springs are natural baths in Japan. They're all over Japan because there's a lot of like volcanic activity right. and sulfur, so you get these like cool healing waters, and then these amazing onsen resorts will pop up surrounding them. And where I'm staying, because this is my favorite thing to do when I go to Japan, I always spend at least... One night at a ryokan. So is that, that's the same as an onsen? Well, not really. So it's a little bit confusing because the on, it could be an onsen because they have onsen baths there, but there are these like huge mega onsen resorts that you probably saw in your research yeah. that are very, like, they're cool. They're very touristy. They're like big mega onsen resorts right. but then ryokans are usually a lot smaller they're japanese style inns it's almost like you're staying at someone's house Ooh, you sleep okay. usually on the floor mm -hmm. um you get dinners always included and it's like a you know eight course omakase menu like very traditional japanese food and they're they're pricey got it yeah okay and so that's why in real life, when I go, I'll usually do, you know, you'll do like a night or two there. Also, because you can't really do these big eight course meals every night. Right. It can get a little much. But the one I decided to stay in is called Takanoya Ryokin. This looks beautiful. This is it's a very it's a it's it's very sleek. There seems to be a, like a spa. Is this a is this a natural spring spa then? That's a natural spring spa that you can go and use at your leisure there. And 
yes, it's very, there's, you know, think of like tatami mats on the floor and rice paper sliding walls Mm. and um, a big open sliding glass window with a view of the Japanese garden. Very peaceful. Beautiful. And my plan is to spend my whole trip here. Yeah. You're trying to get back to your say. So this is an eat, pray, love trip. You're, you've been, your head has been buried in your work for 10 years and you're ready to snap out of it by just having some relaxation. I get it. Yeah, exactly. And just so everyone knows, the this room for one person is $487.50 American dollars a night. And that's the lowest level room. They go up to like over $1,000 and get more expensive the more people you have because of the dinner service that's included. Good thing you're traveling alone. I know, because I couldn't afford to add another person. No, you I couldn't. <laughs> Okay, so this brings me to my first activity. Okay, so (laughs) what is it, Amanda? Okay, so the other (laughs) thing. What is it? You need to explain it because right now all I'm seeing is these demons. She just has these two photos of these big demons and she's not talking. She's just making me look at them. Okay, okay. So. The other thing that's really important to know, and this is why evil Diane chose this location, is that this area of Hokkaido is called Hell Valley, and they say it's the gateway to hell. No, stop. Yes, because all of these wonderful waters from the baths that I'm luxuriating in are actually, you know, sulfur water from a volcanic valley. Okay. And it's this sort of like desolate crater it's like very cool geography so they say that the valley is said to be a gateway to hell and it's inhabited by demons so if you go to this area which is close to my hotel you can walk around and they've built all of these huge demon demon statues as a way to keep the bad spirits away so these demons that you're seeing right here are actually good guys now, is there maybe a, a moment where Diane is like walking around taking pictures of these and then she sees a family walk out, up and take a picture of her because she's so severe they think <laughs> that she too is one of the demons? Well, yeah, because especially because I'm standing so still because I'm trying to meditate <laughs> that people start lighting up to take my picture. And then when I kind of wake up from my meditation, they all scream and run away. OK, makes sense. Yeah. And this is what's so great about traveling during the summer is during summer, every Thursday and Friday, you can experience the fable of Hell's Valley at 830 p.m. <laughs> when men or I think maybe women, but it looked like men um, dress in these big demon costumes and carry big burning torches and there's a fireworks show um, that are supposed to sort of mimic the volcanic eruptions Ooh. and so i'm going to just show you a little bit of this show here let's see if you can see this Ooh, okay yeah so this is a like a this is a show there's an audience and there's these characters on a staircase with big um it looks like those fireworks you hold in your hand like the the streamer fire what are those called like fountain fireworks yeah but they're huge yeah. and they're kind of just these demon looking people and um, creeping around on a staircase with these large fireworks. And then apparently after the show, they do a meet and greet. And Diane, now I can't, I'm trying to imagine Diane watching this and um, does she smile at all? Is she, or is she kind of still in her coma, you know, like her severe coma of being Diane? Do you know what I mean? I I think she's still in the coma at this point, but she's having some sort of experience. She's not really sure what it is, but I think after maybe the fireworks display, like she gets a little like shaky and sweaty and (sighs) she doesn't know if it's the sulfur gases, but she has to run, run away and and throw up violently. Oh my God. And tell me this, is she still wearing her blazer, her ill-fitting blazer? Or is she maybe... With her empty... Yeah, she's got her empty (laughs) coffee cup still. And she's also brought her laptop. Oh my God. Diane, God. Okay, God. Now I get back to my hotel room. And to my shock, I open the door and I scream because there's a tiny demon in there. It's got the mask on. Yes, it's got a mask on. And I go, get out of here. You know, I'm just about to like throw my laptop at it when the demon takes off its face and reveals a little girl. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, and this is Aya. 
Her name's Aya. She's age nine. She's adorable. She's precocious as hell. Amanda, I don't like how in your... I'm looking at Amanda's notes here, and she did it like she was writing a script. She went Aya and then a nine in parentheses. (laughs) (laughs) That's really sickening to look at. Nine. Precocious. (laughs) It's so sad how much time we put into this. So... Who is this mystery child? You're probably wondering. Well, it turns out this is Tomoko's daughter. You're kidding. No. <laughs> and she... <laughs> That's kismet God. Well, it's not actually, because what happened was, unbeknownst to me, and according to Aya, Tomoko's been long dead. <gasps> Shut up! And Aya intercepted the letter <gasps> that I had sent. Has she been living in that house alone without a mother or a father? No, she's got a dad. She's got a dad. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like, what house? You said that house. Well, the one you wrote the letter to. (laughs) Okay, yeah. No, no, no. She's got a father. But she's, like, apparently gotten a big fight with her dad. She remembers her mom used to talk about uh, me all the time and how much fun we would have. And Aya wants to have a little fun. So she... Got the letter, ran away from home. Oh my god, and Amanda! Wow, is at my hotel, and I'm like, oh my god, what do I? I'm like, I'm not a kid person. I'm like, I don't know what to do with these kids. I'm more of a demon type of girl. She probably took off her mask, and you didn't even see a difference. You know what I mean? <laughs> Diane probably just kept seeing that demon, and I just go, okay, so a, I'm calling your father. And she's kind of like, you're not really what I expected because my mom used to say you were so like fun and cool. And I'm just like, no, you can't be here. Like I'm calling your dad. So I call her dad and he's like, he lives all the way up in the northern region. And he's like, you got to get her back here. Like I'm working on this farm. I don't have I can't come down. Like, would you mind? And I go, well, what other choice do I have? This is great, man. What? uh, Wow. I'm loving this. What a fun what a fun story. So then the rest of my trip sort of centers around Aya and Diane uh, traveling by train up through Hokkaido. So a couple of things. Now we're entering the eat portion of my eat, pray, love. Were the demons the prey part? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess me like vomiting and having a yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. visceral reaction was, you know, I got maybe Diane had a demon in her that shot out. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so Hokkaido, this is kind of getting into stuff also Amanda really wants to do in Hokkaido. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sure underneath Diane is the Amanda. Do you know what I mean? We're getting more to Amanda. That's exactly right. Okay, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, you just cracked the theme of my movie. Speaking of cracked, let's let's learn about these crabs you got here. <laughs> okay. So Hokkaido <laughs> is famous for their hairy crabs, and I got to try it. I love, I love crab. So uh, our first stop after we leave the onsen area is to stop into Sapporo, Hokkaido's capital, and do some all-you-can-eat goddamn crab. Wow. I love this. So I found this restaurant, and it's, Marie, you had this experience, too. We were chatting a little bit about it. Like, restaurants in Japan, and this is why it's so great, it's kind of hard to find, get put your finger on them, because a lot of times the websites are not in English. Uh, you can't necessarily find, like, a Yelp page, so you're kind of looking at more blogs, and it's just interesting. But I found this restaurant. I'll click on this link. Um, there's a huge crab on the outside scaling this, like, skyscraper, and this restaurant is called Hokkaido Mashika Hokkaido Mashike Gyoko Chokuzo Endo Suasan Honton, which means all you can eat crab legs. Wow! 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 Okay, this looks this uh, looks great. Yeah, this is great. This is it. Looks there's the wood paneling. There's the the booths like the wood booths. Um, this this is gonna be good. And and does Aya is Aya a crab fan too? I mean, did she is she maybe the one that said we should eat here, or is this new for her too? She's never been out of her small town. She lives more inland, so she actually doesn't uh, hasn't really had. She's had crab, but she's never had all you can eat crab. <laughs> right. So a little bit about this restaurant. Um, it has a retro Showa era interior. 
there's a big tank where you can like pick your crab and they have an all you can eat uh, crab plan for, let's see, I think it's 10,000 yen, which is around 100 American dollars. You can eat three major types of crab, snow crab, red king crab and horsehair crab and all their other dishes. And that includes the premium all you can drink plan. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm drinking a ton of beer, a ton of sake. They have local sake there. And then this place even has a tuna carving show every Saturday. And Sapporo is known for its beer. I mean, that's the that's a Japanese beer that we're all familiar with here in the States, right? So, so you know, you can't go wrong there. You can't go wrong. And I just, I love crab so much. I want crab legs. I want soft shell crab. Yes, yes. I want, they have like a crab soup. They have crab like pudding. I don't know what else they got, but they got it all. What's your, I love a snow crab. Snow crab is my favorite kind of crab. And those are the kind of really sweet ones. Is those that are the right? Sweet ones, and they're more thin. They're not like the giant mm. king crab. They're they're thinner. They're a little, in my opinion, like easier to to handle. And I just I just love a snow crab, and it looks like they've got they've got snow crab up the wazoo. They got it all. So that's uh, you know part of my eat portion of the trip. But I don't think I is that into it because maybe I I you know indulge a little bit too much. Um, <laughs> she's uncomfortable she's not touching her crab i'm like i paid a hundred dollars for you like what are you doing um we're we're kind of fighting okay so then um we drive on and our next stop of course we rest the night in some like sapporo hotel there's tons of them i I, it didn't really feel like i needed to get into that yeah 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 so the next day we're going more inland to uh to more of like the farm area of hokkaido because the other wonderful thing about hokkaido in the summer is it's known for its lavender fields its flower fields um its agriculture because in Tokyo, they have this amazing fruit. They're like these perfect melons, these perfect grapes. They're huge and plump. You can even get a square watermelon, but they're like hundreds of dollars. They're very expensive. I hear about these square watermelons. They put them in they like they they put them in like square boxes, right? Yeah, they're really cool. They're presented beautifully, but in Hokkaido is where a lot of the stuff is grown. So Whoa. you can go and actually like pick the melons and, you know, eat these for a lot cheaper. So this is this area called uh, Fur- Furano, which is sort of the... I know it very well, Amanda. Okay, okay. You might be doing some stuff there too. But basically the next morning, Aya is irritated with me and I go, you know what? Okay, you're you think you're so cool. Why don't you plan today's activity. Ooh, okay, fun. Ch- turning the tables. I love it. Okay. So we're going on a soft serve tour <gasps> of Ferrano. Oh my God. This looks amazing. Okay. And our first stop is Farm Tomita, which in summer has all these lavender fields, rainbow flower fields blooming for miles. And they have an iconic lavender soft serve. Ooh, this looks so good. Okay. I love soft serve. I love it. It's so, I, and Japan is known for its soft serve all around Japan. But I think in Hokkaido, because they're so dairy focused, yeah. it's like really good. So then right next to Farm Tamita, which you should check out their website. It's really cool. Um, there's something called the Tamita Melon House. Mm, and this is now this, there's a picture. Amanda's put a picture of a cantaloupe melon cut in half and there seems to be a giant mound of soft serve on it. It looks, looks so, so good. good. And you know these melons are just so ripe. And they have a medley of just melon treats. Mm. Yeah. I love this. And there's like a little, it's a little farm stand. There's a little gift shop. Like they have probably a little melon mascot. I'm not sure about that, but I assume. Uh but we're not done because then we're going to drive about 45 minutes away to a sunflower field where we're going to try sunflower soft serve. Ooh, whoa. whoa. My brain just exploded. <laughs> wow. And of course, this is a lot of soft serve, you know, but I am taking my lactate. And also, I think all of these little establishments have their own little activities. And it's just I think it sounds so fun to sort of explore some of these farms. Right. Okay, and then the dairy's not over yet because our last stop on this tour is the Ferrano Cheese Factory and Craft Center. And this is the thing that floated by my head and I didn't grab, but I'm so glad you're going because this looks amazing. So 
Uh, Hokkaido is famous for their local camembert style cheese. And this cheese factory and craft center is so interactive. You can make your own cheese. They have cheese soft serve. They have this famous milk that's supposed to be so delicious. They have, you can make your own pizza. How good does this pizza look? Uh, You can make butter and it just looks like so much fun. And this is something I would definitely have to do if I went to Hokkaido. Right. It looks great. So those are basically my activities. I have to give an honorable mention to the wineries of this same area because, oh my God, if I were traveling without a kid, I, these wineries would be so fun. Yeah, but it didn't stop you at the all-you-could-eat crab crab restaurant. You were really going for it then, you know, so much so that the kid got a little scared, so. Yeah, she did. Yeah, and that's why I kind of learned my lesson and said, you know what, maybe I need a break from drinking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really nice. So, and during this time, of course, just checking in with the the character evolution, I and I are giggling, you know, we're, I'm putting flowers in each other's hair and taking photos and running around the fields, riding on tractors. You know, I, I think I take a soft serve cone and she says something snooty to me and I push it in her face. Fun. And is it fair to say that your blazer has come off and now you're wearing more of like a tank, like, um, um, like a sleeveless blouse maybe that's under it and your your blazer is maybe tied around your waist now and your hair is maybe like in a half up half down exactly that my blazer is covered with dairy products <laughs> right so maybe you throw it away maybe you don't need to get maybe there's like a, a scene where you throw it in the trash that's perfect I love it and then a goat pulls it out and yeah. eats it no going back now <laughs> Okay, and so now on to the the last moment of my trip, which is the love moment, which is when we finally get to Aya's family farm. And I put this link here to an Airbnb where you can do an actual farm stay with a family, a Japanese family, and it just looks so lovely. This is very It reminds me of when we were in Sweden. Um, You can stay in this cute little farmhouse and, you know, you get like beautiful farm breakfasts and it just looks so wonderful. And this is Aya's family. And when I show up, guess who's there? Who? Tomoko. But she's dead, Amanda. She's not dead. <laughs> well, what, what? Aya, was, Aya was just being a little shit. She wished her mom was dead. Oh, my God. So does Aya explain herself as to why? Is she having family problems? I mean, why did she run away from home? I mean, what's going on? Well, this is the thing, okay? <laughs> I'm just thinking of this now. The farm's been having financial issues. They might have to sell. And Aya is so angry, she runs away from home because her parents are no fun anymore. Mm-hmm. But then I show up, and as an auditor, I'm able to go through their books <gasps> and help them make the proper... They have to fire. Yeah, they have to fire a couple of long-term employees. Right, right. And you don't find anything in the books either where you'd have to maybe turn them into the authorities. Like everything's everything's fine. Everything's above board, but I'm able to go through their books and for once use my auditing passion for good. And I help save the farm. And so and and then so this is this is a really wonderful story. And so and so when you head back, like, can I get the final scene of like when you're heading back to America? Kind of what what the vibe is? Yeah. I mean, do you want to maybe be Aya and um, you want to be Aya and I'll be I'll be Diane and we'll just sort of see what happens. Yeah. Okay, Aya. You're going back to America and leaving us. I have to because, you know, work starts at 9 a.m. on Monday. So fun's over for me. You know, if you had a little more fun in your everyday life, then maybe you'd be a lot happier. I think you're right, Aya. And you know what? Just hold one second. I got to make a quick phone call. It's work related. All right. Hi, Tom. It's Diane. Diane, how's it going? We're missing you here at the at the office. Yeah, and how's my workload? Is it piling up? You know, I'm not going to say we don't miss you. Well, you're going to have to keep missing me because I'm staying in Hokkaido. Diane, uh, I don't understand. This isn't like you. <laughs> it's not like me, and that's the best part about it. <laughs> and then does it hang up, and then this is Tom. Hello? Hello? 
Diane? And then he shakes his head like good for her. Yeah, he and he looks up. He he looks he looks down and then he looks up and then he smiles. And then it's Tom's story. And then Tom <laughs> books a trip. He goes to Hokkaido too. I love this story. I thought this was a great road trip. I thought this was a story of rebirth, renewal, about reconnection. And along the way, we got some soft serve. We got all you can eat. You, Amanda, you picked <laughs> two of my favorite things, which is soft serve and crab. Well, that's why Hokkaido is the perfect trip. I know. Us. It really is. It's flowers, soft serve, and crab. Yeah. And God, you know, I know you you put that picture of Diane pre-Hokkaido, but I'd love to see a picture of her post-Hokkaido. And I'm just seeing um, kind of beachy waves in her hair. Yeah. And I'm seeing, you know, like a far, like a button-up, not flannel, but like um, kind of like a J. Crew button-up shirt. Oh, yeah. I love it. And she's got a little sunburn. Yeah. She's got a sunburn and she's got her freckles are coming out. Oh, the freckles she used to cover with pounds of concealer <laughs> under the fluorescent lights of her auditing business. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to hear your placation. So let's get to that after this quick break. <sighs> okay. Well, in my placation, to, to reiterate, I am doing a luxury romantic getaway to Hokkaido with kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm not playing Maria. I am I am Maria, but I'm playing the part of Penny, a 30-year-old part-time nanny living in New York City. <laughs> okay? So I, I love her already. <laughs> so, is she is she kind of frazzled? Well, let me tell you, she lives in a one-bedroom apartment with two other roommates who both work in the fashion industry. And I'll tell you, okay. Penny doesn't. Penny is not a fashion girl. She's she's a wannabe writer. She's a she wants to be a writer, but she's nannying and she doesn't, you know, her roommates go to parties and they're lavish and they dress nice, but Penny is really kind of her head in the clouds, head in the books, you know. She's got static cling. Yes, she does. She gets her roommates throw her a box of bounce, you know, static uh, sheets and they go, girl, try this. So Penny is trying to be I'm just going to refer to Penny as myself now. Penny is trying to be a writer, but I haven't found my spark. And I actually do go into interview for a job at Vanity Fair. But I'm told that there isn't really any passion in my work. And the head of the magazine says to me, look, you're young. Why don't you go out and find it? Okay. Ooh, oh my god, I got chills. <laughs> so this is very sorry. It's very Devil Wears Prada. It's it's got a tinge. It's got a tinge. So as I'm walking home from my interview, and I think I'm I'm kind of kicking the ground, going like, why can't I find it? What's what's missing? I get a call from the woman I sometimes nanny for, and she's kind of a well-to-do woman. They are on the Upper West Side, and she goes, "Do you have a passport?" And I go, <gasps> I go, whoa. Um. Yeah, I have a yeah, passport, and she goes good. She goes, look, I don't need you for the next you know couple of weeks. My good friend is looking for a nanny for the next week. I'm seeing if you have any availability, and I go, well, yeah, I'm open. And she goes, great. He's going. He has to go to Sapporo, Japan, on business, and his usual nanny just can't can't do it. They leave tomorrow. Look, he's looking for someone to travel with him and his three kids. And, um, you know, can you do it? And I go, well, yeah, sure. Who is this guy? And she goes, well, it's only the famous New York chef, Henry Ronaldo. (laughs) (laughs) And he's single. Well, let me tell you. So Henry Ronaldo, I want to give you an image of what he looks like. He looks like Tom Hiddleston almost exactly. Okay. Okay. And he he's New York's most eligible bachelor. His wife, and I don't want to get into it, so I don't want any questions, but his wife did die tragically six years ago. Okay, that's a decent amount of time. And um, he and his kids have been having some issues, and because, like, he's buried in his work all the time, he's always doing his chef stuff, and the kids aren't, you know, they're, he pushes them aside because they remind him of his wife. And so his therapist, I guess, thinks that they should come on this trip with him. They need to get away. I know the school year just started because it's, it's fall. It's like fall. September. 
but you know maybe this can be a time for them to bond it's like hey why don't you show them that you know you can be part of their lives but you know the way he does that is to say well let's hire a nanny and go and and go on this trip right so he's checked out he's checked out he doesn't need to meet me because he trusts this woman that i usually work for with his life and she goes look meet them at the airport you're gonna fly into tokyo he's got three kids chloe zoe and luca Okay, so we're, we're recycling Chloe and Zoe from Berlin. And it's, and and Lucy has now turned into Luca because I wanted a okay. little boy. And they're <laughs> 11, 11, 9, and 7. Okay? So I go, this is all a backstory. I understand. But my roommates are like, are you serious? This is H- Henry Ronaldo. He's, he dated Cyril Johansson. You know what I mean? Like, he's no... Of course. S- and Natalie Portman when they were probably doing the other Berlin girl together. You know, like, he's been <laughs> in it. So I don't follow that stuff, though. So I just, like, he's got a public persona of a bad boy but like i'm like look this is just a job i'm going so anyway pack my bags head to the airport i meet them he's very much like these are the kids thanks so much for coming i gotta get to work basically you know Mm -hmm. so i'm sitting with the kids in first class and i get to know them right and they're really cool they're like these really cool kids and i decide like well there's no activities planned so i have to plan some activities for these kids so the entire flight i'm like researching and um well maybe also you've never been on an airplane before oh yeah 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 i can't believe it and then like the kids are like are you okay and i'm like yeah no i'm totally i'm totally fine but then like i look to the side like oh my god so the plan is to land in tokyo and then take the short flight to sapporo where we're gonna stay for for um like a week well that's the plan is just to stay in sapporo okay. the whole time mm-hmm. so here is the the hotel we're staying at in Sapporo. So it's the Chalet Ivy Josankai. And this is right outside um, uh, Sapporo. They, they've got 26 spacious and elegantly designed guest suites, which offer picturesque views of the surrounding natural beauty the surrounding natural beauty of Hosenkai. All the rooms feature natural onsen offering Hosenkai's famed mineral rich waters. And this is about $1,000 a room per night. It's beautiful. It's very, that's the thing about Hokkaido. It's very, and there's a lot of crossover between like Scandi design and Japan design anyway. Uh, But it's very sort of like, chalet lodge ski sort it's very minimalist beautiful yeah so and it's not really for kids like this is he this is all for him because he's on business because he's not really thinking about the kids so this is like a very upscale resort type vibe there's like a really nice restaurant in there and but it's beautiful to me i've never seen anything like it and i get my own suite you know oh you do okay so you're not sharing a bed with him yet no 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 (laughs) he's like barely knows my name right he's like but then me and the kids go to go to dinner because he's doing his work we go he he sets up a reservation for us at this place so there's this thing called genghis khan Mm -hmm. which is a type of cuisine or they call it in a man you can it's Jinjisukan or Genghis Khan. It's a classic Hokkaido experience. It's grilled meat. It's meat grilled in front of diners and can be done with grilled lamb, mutton, wagyu beef that's all raised on the island. And so you go, it's like this really, it's basically just this grill, you like grill meats in front of you and stuff. And it's a really fun experience. So this restaurant is called Yozorano Jinjisukan Honten. Yozo Rano Jingisukan Hanten, phonetically in English. It seems like Mongolian barbecue, but with a uh, Sapporo twist to it. But yeah, it's basically like you're grilling your own meat at your table. This looks awesome. Yeah, they have like tables and then there's this pot in the middle, basically, or grill in the middle. And then you just do your meats on it yourself. And so the kids really like that. And I've never seen anything like it. And they're maybe making fun of me because they, you know, their father's a chef and he, you know, they've eaten everything and they're like down to try new foods and stuff. But like, you know, I'm like, whoa, this isn't, it's a very unassuming place, you know? it's great and it seems like a, yeah the communal table is awesome like you're kind of all sitting in a like how you would do shabu shabu or korean barbecue out in los angeles so the next day i decide you know what, we're gonna go out on the town and i'm going to take the kids to um the historic village of hokkaido it's an open-air museum and it's a historic open-air museum 
That's so fun. It's in the suburbs of Sapporo. It exhibits about 60 typical buildings from all over Hokkaido dating from the Meiji and Taisho periods, 1868 to 1926, the area when Hokkaido's development was carried out on a large scale. There are four different sections, a town, fishing village, farm village, and mound village. So we spend the whole day like viewing all these things. And I and we kind of did this when we went to Sweden. Remember we went to that Swedish open air museum? Yes, it was super cool. It's like a living museum where they had people like dressed up and there was the blacksmith and the glass blower and you got to sort of see them. So is that kind of what this is like? Yeah, I think it's like, you know, walking around and, and you're kind of able to be in this living history. So we have fun and the kids are kind of opening up to me while we're there being like, yeah, dad's been, you know, different. And, you know, the oldest daughter is the one talking most to me because the the youngest was, you know, I don't want to get like I said before, I don't want to get into it because it's sad. Yeah, but and they're liking you. Like you guys are yeah. all getting along really well. Yeah, they're like Penny's me a fun. Lot. Like Penny's kind a lot of like of fun. a big kid herself, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yo, wait, how's her static cling? It's better. I mean, she brought she brought her bounce. Her she brought her bounce. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so, so when they get back, because I I did so much research on the plane. I I go in and he's and and I go into his room. I knock on his door and he's working or he he opens the door and you know he looks like Tom Hiddleston so he looks really nice and he opens the door and I'm like hi. Well, he didn't just like get out of the the bath and yeah he's, yeah he like did. his yeah he's got a towel around his waist yes he did and and we we're both kind okay. of shocked you know because you know he thought it was the the champagne he ordered or something you know what I mean but it was me. oh god this guy's horrible he's outsourcing his kids to Penny and he's ordering champagne to his room. Oh, he probably has like some, like a prostitute on her way. <laughs> so he, I op- so I knock and he opens the door and he he kind of looks and then I go, "Hi, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to bother you, but or you be him." So you're 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 Henry. Oh, okay. Uh, Penny. Uh, oh, oh, hi, uh, the nanny. Yeah, Penny. Hi. Um, I just uh, uh, wanted to say, I know you're going to be working here for the next couple of days. And I was actually thinking of yeah, yeah. renting a car and, and taking the, the kids up to Ferrano for, for a couple of days because I, I wanted to show them the fall foliage. It is it is autumn and there's some really great places up there. Yeah, yeah. Sounds sounds great. Um, Do you need money? Oh no no no! You gave me that. You know, you you you. We've we've got that all figured out. But um, yeah. And and if maybe you finish early or something, you could you could come. If- okay, great. I gotta take this. I gotta take this call to okay. my work colleague. But uh, you have fun, uh, Penny. Right? Yeah. Did you want a glass of champagne? Oh no no no! <laughs> you've done. You've. You, you, it's. I. I don't feel welcome. <laughs> so the door kind of slams and then you see me kind of look away and then on his side he he kind of something in his head goes like whoa what am i doing you know what i mean well maybe she drops some little thing and like oh and zoe wanted to say good you know zoe like i just wanted to let you know that zoe and chloe got in like a little fight and it's like you give him some information about his kids he didn't know and it makes him feel bad yeah i also think there's maybe some like sexy high-powered other chef in there like a woman (gasps) who is kind of after him yes 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 that's who he's meeting that's who he's meeting with that's who he's meeting with but then why would he have a towel i mean maybe i mean maybe i walked in on them yeah okay so maybe she's in a robe and he's in a towel no, but I don't want. I'm trying to. Think no, no. So he more. doesn't have to be in a towel. Maybe. He does. Oh, she shows up. How about she shows up and she goes and she's in a oh, towel who's too. This? <laughs> <laughs> no, she shows up in like a pen, a sexy like pencil yes. skirt and like you know fancy high heels, and she's just like this gorgeous Japanese woman yeah. who's like a really s- sexy and yeah. And she goes, "Oh, um, the nanny, right?" And I go, "Yeah, my name's Penny." And then he goes to her. He goes like, let me just get let me just get dressed and then we can head out, you know, because they're going to go, you know, do their thing. Yeah. And then, then, you know, maybe I say something like where, you know, where the blue blazer, you know, something, something, a little part. No, you say like, have fun working. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But you're kind of irritated at him at this point. So then the next morning, you know, I got a rental, a rental car and I'm putting the bags in the car. Oh, you're going to drive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's the other side of the road. I don't know if Penny with her static <laughs> cling, she's going to get turned around. 
Well, I got my bounce. Or maybe he hired a driver. Is that better if he hired a driver? Because it is luxury. So maybe he hired Wait, a driver. I, I think, yeah, I mean, a driver is good. Or, or you can drive. I mean, you can do it. It might be kind of a fun adventure. Also, you know, public transportation in Japan is so fun. Trains are like No, we so need the car. Amanda, we need the, we need the car. Okay, we need the okay. car. So what we're going to we're going to go and I have a good idea. Okay, so I'm going to drive. So I'm packing up the car and all the kids are getting in the car and he comes out of the hotel with his back. Oh, <gasps> stop. Yes. And and he goes, am I um, are we leaving on time? And I go, are we leaving on time? Don't you have work? And he goes and he looks and he's got his sunglasses. You know, Tom Hiddleston wears those sunglasses really nice. And he's got his sunglasses on and he goes, he looks around and he goes, no, I thought I could take a, a few days and, and, you know, hang out with you and the kids. And all the kids look at each other like, ooh. And the 11-year-old Chloe kind of looks like she likes, she, if she's going to play matchmaker, she's going to play match because she likes where this is headed. Okay. So he goes, he goes, were you going to drive? And I go, yeah. And then he looks at me like, you would have never made it five feet out of here. Do you know what I mean? But then he gets in the driver's seat and he knows what he's doing, you know? But you know what I kind of like is he, this is, can I suggest something? Yeah. So he comes in and he just asserts himself. He takes the keys. He gets in the driver's seat and he pulls out and starts going the wrong way down the road. And then uh, Penny goes, yeah, um, maybe I should drive. And yeah. then Penny drives and she's actually a good driver. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Then we head over to a place that you're very familiar with, which is Ferrano. And this is the, I found this rental on VRBO. So it's the chalet in Ferrano. It's $1,100 a night about. And uh, it's got three bedrooms, sleep seven, two baths. It's really cute. Very modern and sleek. It's lovely. Very. But what's interesting is Ferrano is where people go to ski in the winter. Yeah. So it's all of these like ski lodges, which are really cute. But then, yeah, in the summer and the fall, it sounds like there's a lot of other stuff to do. So it's this standalone kind of log, modernistic log cabin um, in the middle of the woods. We stay there. And then uh, what I've uh, decided is that we're going to do some sightseeing to look at all the fall colors. And the best place to do that is Sunkayo, S-O-U-N-K-Y-O, Sunkyo, Sunkayo, Sunkayo. So I don't know exactly. <laughs> we take the car to go to Sunkayo and here and this these are the places we go to. We go to the walkway of Momijidani. It's a hike and it's just this beautiful hike with like mossy covered rocks and and this is a great place to see fall foliage. And uh, and um, along the trail there's like waterfalls and beautiful stuff and we also see the Ginga waterfall. Something real quick about this Ginga waterfall, which is it's actually two waterfalls. There's the Ginga, uh the Ginga no Taki and the Ryusai no Taki. And they call them they're right next to each other. They call them the married waterfalls. Ooh. That is so cute. And I, the fall foliage in Hokkaido, I mean, it just looks spectacular. Now, there's also Mount Kurodaki, which we will do the ropeway or the um, basically it's this a chairlift and you can go up over the mountains and you can see all like it's in the uh, Daizet Suzan National Park. And you can take this chairlift that basically looks over all the fall foliage. So like throughout the day, we're going to be visiting all these beautiful places and hiking and just and none of these hikes are too intense. Like I, I looked it up and it's not it's like OK for kids to do. So this is not like, yeah. you know, crazy stuff. And he's going to be getting closer and closer to his kids where like he's going to be seeing how grown up they are. He probably has a couple talks with like the older kid being like, how are you doing? You know, and stuff like, you know, and it's just they're having a really good time and I see it and I really like it. And I think maybe there's something where, like, maybe Penny didn't bring the right shoes. Oh, and then he has to give her his <laughs> shoes? <laughs> or give her a piggyback ride. And when we get home, the kids are dead tired. They're dead tired. And they all just fall asleep. And so he's sitting there and Henry is like, you know, you can take the night off. It's pretty early. He's like, you can take the night off if you want. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. And so I go, okay. And so I go and head out into the town of Ferrano and I go to this restaurant. And like Amanda was saying before, 
every restaurant that I looked at looked so wonderful and just like the freshest ingredients, best food. This place got a really high review. I just sent it to you, Amanda. It's called Kaiten Sushi Topikaru. Mm. And it's this just this little corner sushi restaurant that just has really wonderful looking fresh sushi. And so I go and I and I go to the bar and I'm kind of eating. And who walks in 25 minutes later? Henry Ronaldo. He walks in and I go, Henry. And he goes, hi, I, I, I didn't know you were going to be here. I was talking to like Chloe and she said that she would watch the kids if I just went out and, you know, had a beer. And I go, do you want to join me? This guy's a horrible father. No, he's not. Are you kidding? (laughs) He's the best. He's so charming. He's learning. Amanda, he's learning. Yeah. I mean, he's leaving his 11 year old in a foreign country. He has a cell phone. He has a cell phone and there's probably, you know, a neighbor or something that can help or the driver. So anyway, (laughs) so he goes, can I join you? And I go, sure. And so then we have this wonderful evening where we're laughing and talking. And there's this one point, Amanda, where we're like drinking our sake and everything. And he looks up at me and he goes, you know, when I first knew I liked you. And I went and do you want to let's do the scene. Okay, Amanda. So you're, you're Tom and I'll be Penny. Or Henry, or Henry. Oh, but I don't. I don't know what to say. Okay. <laughs> well, you just have to be. You just let's just. The objective is to make Penny know that you love her. I guess basically, I'm. What I'm asking is, was did you have something in mind for the first time? No, he knew he. Okay, okay. So you want me to think of that? <laughs> yeah, it can be. Well, it can be. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. I okay. got it. You know, okay, you said something funny or you had like you spilled a, a piece of huge piece of fish just went down your skirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. And I'm just smiling, smiling at you. And I, go, smiling. I go, you know what, Petty? You're really something. You know, the first time I realized I liked you. I didn't even think you did like me. Well, that's not fair. That's what my dead wife used to say that I... I'm a little cold. It takes me a minute to warm up. I just thought you were had your head buried in your work all the time, you know, and I just thought I was the hired help. I deserve that. I deserve that. Oh, God, Amanda, <laughs> what have you been watching? That's sick. That's too real. Coming, especially coming from a girl who wears flip flops on a hike. I didn't know. I thought I, I, de- I guess I deserve that. They've got each other's number. <laughs> Hey, uh, what do you say we uh, try some blowfish? I've never tried. Isn't that dangerous? Don't people, isn't that, you know, like playing Russian roulette with a fish? No, not the way this esteemed sushi chef. Actually, do you mind if I hop behind there? Uh, And I'd love to learn some of your techniques. And then I get behind the sushi bar. Or I don't think he gets behind the sushi bar. I, I think I, this is what I think he says. I think he says, I'm surprised you picked this place because I know the chef. He knows the chef there. And it's oh, like, cute. and and he's like, you know, you obviously have a, you know, propensity to, to find the good, the good. And I go, yeah, you've I, got a real eye. You've got a real eye. I guess I do. And then what happens is, is we take a walk and, you know, there's a, probably a part where like he, he brushes the hair against my face, you know, or something <laughs> where he, he reaches oh down God. and I've got something, I've got something stuck to my dress, you know, because of all the static cling and he like holds yeah. it up and he like waves it in front of me. It's a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and we we kiss, Amanda. We kiss under the Ferrano moonlight. And wow. And you know, I'm trepidatious about it because, of course, he is the bad boy of the New York restaurant scene. <laughs> 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 but then when we leave the next day, um, he's better now with his kids, and he's got a newfound. Um, a love for and respect for his kids. And we do a, a year later where we find ourselves back in Hokkaido for the wedding. Oh my God. So he fires you as the nanny and he hires you as 
his uh, wife and mother of his exactly. children. Okay, so then where does Penny's writing career end up? Because we haven't she really touched writing. on she that. She stops writing to be a mother <laughs> to be a mother to these children and a wife. Wow, this is a real like this is a story straight out of nineteen ninety nine. It's so good. Here's what I think happens. I think she goes home and she writes she writes a story about her trip to Hokkaido and she writes it like a travel like like I and it starts like this. It goes like I found myself in a foreign country without any spark and I left sparkling like the like the waters of you know what you know something like that. And then yeah, basically yeah. this article comes out in Vanity Fair and he reads it. And he oh my God. reconnects with me or he shows up at my door with my two fashion friends behind me and they can't believe he's there. They're like, this is Henry Ronaldo. This is Henry Ronaldo. And he's standing there and he does like one of the I'm standing in you know, front of you asking you to love me, you know? Wow. And then what happens to his girlfriend in Japan? Maybe he has to break well, she's it She's a bitch. Her. She was a bitch since day one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love this. It is sick. And is again, um, seems to be totally G-rated. But I we kissed. Yeah. Okay, well then, but there's where do you want where do you want things to happen? Where are we supposed to go? I mean, we are on a trip with kids. Well, I guess you could go out to like the back alley like behind <laughs> the um the chalet you're staying in. The back alley? <laughs> Maybe he takes me on like a fishing boat to like do like to murder to... you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think it's the greatest love story never told um, that never should have been told. Yeah. I mean, the guy I got to say, he sounds like a total asshole, but, but he learns. I'm... he's someone whose heart was broken. He loved his first wife. And then, yeah, he, it, you know, he got burned. Yeah, he got burned and he took it out on his kids. Yes. But now yeah. that I'm back, now that I'm in there, um, I've really changed things for the better. Well, Penny's a saint. I hope she's happy. She's the happiest she's ever been and the kids love her. Very sweet. Very sweet. And I love it. I love that you did some autumn foliage because that seems like it would be spectacular. The autumn some hiking. Yeah. It was, and, and, you know, there was, there was a lot of, there's a lot to do. I, I kind of kept it with between Sapporo and Furano, Furano, Mm -hmm. but there's so much to do in the northern region of Hokkaido and the northeast as well. And there's a lot of fall foliage in the northeast as well. So, um, yeah. Well, sounds like you're going to go back. And I have to say, I would love the opportunity to plan a winter trip to Hokkaido Mm -hmm. as well, because there seems like that would be really fun. Yeah. Well, guys, that does it for our trip to to Hokkaido. Next week, we are going to be going to Prince Edward Island, Canada. I know nothing about it. I can't wait to dive in. This, of course, is the... This is Anne of Green Gables land. This is Avonlea land. This is very much the, you know, what we would see as like New England-esque of Canada lovely so let's spin that wheel of adventure as a reminder we've got roughing it which means you are camping to fifty dollars a night in accommodations economy which is spending up to 250 dollars a night extreme comfort which is 250 dollars to 650 dollars a night luxury which is 650 dollars to two thousand dollars a night and Clooney budget which means you must spend above two thousand dollars a night okay go for me and roughing it oh i think i can do it okay go for you luxury Luxury. that's 650 to two thousand dollars a night now i know we had done seasons before we're not going to do seasons this time because prince edward island really is a summer vacation destination so we are going to both be traveling during the summer okay just for a reminder for the different occasions we could be there for Honeymoon, girls trip, just traveling, pure relaxation, birthday party getaway, or there for a wedding, which was sent in by a listener, Nicole. Now, for the occasion, Amanda, I'm going to spin the wheel for you. Okay. There for a wedding. (laughs) Oh, 
Wow. Okay, I'm, I'm roughing it and I'm there for a wedding. Sounds like I'm someone's crazy aunt. Your turn. Oh my God, a, okay, girl's, a trip. girl's trip. That's fun. <laughs> okay. A, that's going to be great on a luxury budget. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Okay, now we're going to see what our travel surprises. Now, a reminder, here's some here's some different travel surprises and these change week to week. Okay, uh, end up in jail. You have social anxiety. You've, <laughs> you've got a gift card, baby. You meet a stranger with a secret. You have to see some sort of live entertainment. Okay, Amanda, I'm spinning for you. Okay. Gift card, baby! Gift card! That's so Okay, good. maybe that means I can, on, you know, night three, I can upgrade to a yurt. <laughs> I think that means that you can have kind of one... You, you've got the opportunity to do one thing that would be outside of your budget, whatever that might be. You can make up whatever gift card you have. Come on, social anxiety. Live entertainment. Live entertainment on a girl's trip. On a this luxury so budget. Fun. Okay, so I am taking a girl's trip on a luxury budget to Prince Edward Island where I have to see some form of live entertainment. While Amanda... I'm roughing it, which means I can only spend up to $50 a night. I'm there for a wedding and I've got a gift card. So I got to say, it looks like the things aren't really leaning in my favor for this one. However, uh, you know, anyone... I, I think it's anyone's game. I, I know nothing about Prince Edward's Island, so I'm excited to dive in. I'll, and all I'll say is, I like camping. I think, I, I think that you're going to have... There's a lot to Prince Edward Island that's about the about nature, about beauty. I think you're in I think you're in a good zone. I think you're in a good zone. Okay. All right. Well, may the best person win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening to Play Cation. Bon voyage. Original. Powered by ACAST.